0: This is Ollie from History Profiles, and welcome to another video. Today's video will be on the legendary 47 Ronin. This story is about sacrifice, honour, and unwavering loyalty. The year is 1701, and Asano Naganori, a Japanese lord, is chosen by the shogun to entertain some emissaries from the imperial family. Asano, however was ignorant of court etiquette and wouldn't know how to entertain people of such high class. The shogun instructed Kira Yoshinaka to tutor Asano on these matters, as he was an expert. Kira, however, was not the easiest man to get along with, and was not a very good mentor to Asano. He constantly taunted him for not knowing much about the matters of the extremely upper class, even though he was a lord and even asked Asano for money. Initially, Asano ignored all of this and still treated Kira respectfully. However, every man has his breaking point. These tensions only grew, as it was clear to Asano that Kira had no respect for him as he constantly tried to embarrass and belittle him at every opportunity. Eventually, in the audience hall of the Shogun's Palace, Kira insulted Asano so savagely that Asano could no longer restrain himself. He drew his dagger and slashed at Kira's face, wounding him. They were then quickly separated by guards. This attack within the Shogun's palace was a grave offence. Any kind of violence, even drawing a sword, was completely forbidden in the Edo Castle. Due to Asano's actions, the Shogun ordered him to kill himself by seppuku, Asano was then handed a knife and killed himself in order to retain his honour. Seppuku is the honourable method of taking one's own life, practised by the men of the samurai. Asano's lands were to be confiscated after his death, his family were to fall into ruin, his name would be disgraced, and his loyal samurai would be made into ronin which means a leaderless warrior. The news quickly reached Asano's castle, and his samurai were enraged beyond belief. Of Asano's 300 men, 47 of them, especially their leader, Oishi, refused to allow their lord to go unavenged, even though they knew acting on their revenge would lead to their death. The 47 ronin banded together, and swore a secret oath to avenge their Lord by killing Kira, the man who was responsible for the death of their master. Kira, however, was now well-guarded and his residence had been reinforced to prevent an attack. The Ronin knew they would have to lay low in order to decrease suspicion of the Shogunate authorities. The 47 Ronin dispersed and became tradesmen monks. Aoshi, the leader of the ronin, made his way to Kyoto and would spend his days in taverns and brothels as if the last thing on his mind was revenge. Aoshi was now in a sunken place, but in the back of his mind it was all for a purpose. The oath still had to be fulfilled. Knowing Kira had a network of spies, and that he was being watched, he carried on drinking himself into oblivion. Oishi's behaviour was soon reported to Kira, who became convinced he was now safe from the ronin. As it had now been a year and a half, Kira laughed at the disgraced ronin, and him and his retainers would talk amongst each other, calling them useless drunkards who lacked all honour. One day, Oishi was returning home. He was so drunk, he fell down into the street and went to sleep. Everyone nearby laughed at the drunkard. A samurai saw Oishi in the street and was so infuriated that he would behave like this that he kicked him in the face and then spat on him. Oishi had still not forgotten the oath. He divorced his wife of twenty years, so no harm would come to her or his children when the ronin took their revenge. He then sent her away, out of harm's reach. Awishi gave his eldest son, Chikara, the choice to stay and fight, or leave, and Chikara chose to remain loyal to the oath, his father, and his fallen master. The time had come. The faithful Ronin gathered together, and their roles as workmen and tradesmen gained them access to Kira's estate. They became familiar with the layout of the estate. One warrior went as far as to marry the daughter of the builder of Kira's house, to obtain the house's design plans. Every detail was reported to Oishi. The warriors gathered armour and weapons, and they would now prepare for attack. On the 14th of December, in the year 1702, the warriors prepared their... Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
1: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call QuickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
0: Assault. It was a cold morning, and the snowfall was harsh. The ronin split up into two groups. One group, led by Oishi, was to attack the front gate, and the other, led by his son, Chikara, would attack the house from the back gate. Four men scaled the fence, and captured and tied up the watchman guards. The men then sent messages to the neighbouring houses, telling the ordinary folk to not come outside, as they were here to avenge their master's death, and no harm would come to anyone who didn't serve Kira. Oishi then sounded a drum to start the attack. Some of Kira's warriors held off Oishi, attacking them from the front of the house. But Chikara, Oishi's son, broke into the back of the house. Oishi and the ronin managed to kill all the defenders and stormed the house. The two parties led by father and son joined up and they fought Kira's men who were now swarming into the estate. After a fierce battle, the last of Kira's soldiers were subdued. In the process, The ronin killed 16 of Kira's men, and wounded 22. After all this, there was still no sign of Kira. They searched the house, but found nothing but crying women and children. Oishi quickly checked Kira's bed, and it was still warm, so he knew he was close. The men once again searched the house, and found an entrance to a secret courtyard, hidden behind a large scroll. At the end of the courtyard, there was a small building. The men came through the secret entrance and were faced with yet more men. Another savage battle began. Oishi and Chikara's men overwhelmed the enemy with their might. They were possessed by vengeance, and fought, not caring if they lived or died. They overcame the last of the retainers, and the men then searched the small building. The ronin then found a man hiding, wielding a dagger. He attacked one of the ronin, but was quickly disarmed and held to the floor. He refused to say who he was, but then Oishi came to check. There was the scar on his face from Asano's attack and he knew it was indeed, Kira. Oishi went on to his knees, and told him they were Asano samurai, and had come to avenge him, as any true samurai should. He invited Kira to die as a true samurai, by killing himself. He offered him the same dagger that Asano had used to also kill himself, but Kira only looked at them wide-eyed, and trembled. Oishi soon grew tired of Kira's lack of will and honour and cut his head off with Asano's dagger. The Ronin then made their way to Asano's tomb and laid Kira's head there along with Asano's dagger, which had been used to kill Kira in order to tell his spirit that he had been avenged. The Ronin turned themselves in to the authorities shogunate officials had a difficult decision to make, as the samurai had followed their precepts by avenging the death of their lord, but had also defied the shogunate's authority by exacting revenge. The shogun had also received a number of petitions from admiring folk on behalf of the ronin. The ronin was sentenced to death for the murder of Kira but they were not to be put to death as a criminal would. They would receive the honour of seppuku. Each ronin ended their life together in a ritualistic fashion. Oishi's son, Chikara, was only 16 years old the day he committed seppuku. One ronin, however, lived on. Terasaka Kichiemon was ordered to travel to Akko, after the death of Kira, to report the revenge had been completed. He eventually returned from his mission, and was pardoned by the Shogun. He then lived on to the age of 87, and was buried with his fellow samurai. The story of the ronin spread around all of Japan. It soon came to the ears of the man who had spat on Oishi when he was drunk on the floor, He then went to Oishi's grave and begged for his forgiveness, for thinking Oishi was not a true samurai. He soon after committed suicide and was buried next to the ronin. This story shows how loyal a man can be, even knowing his loyalty will lead to his death. The ronin that didn't go with Oishi to avenge their lord may have lived on. But their names have since long been forgotten. In the description box below, I'll leave the names of the 47 Ronin, as they deserve to be remembered. Thanks for watching the video, guys. If you like this video, make sure to like, subscribe, and share, and I'll see you next week for another video. Bye.
1: Have you made the switch to Nick's? Next-